Hi, welcome to For Love's Sake, a podcast where we talk about the realities of having a porn addiction within a relationship. We will be focusing on how to heal our trauma and build love and trust again. I'm your host, Candice Diaz, and we have my wonderful husband, Alex, here with me today to answer a question we get asked constantly. Everyone's first thought when they hear about porn addiction is, well, how much porn do you have to be watching to know it's an addiction? So stick around if you want to know what a porn addiction really is. All right, Alex. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how many times have you heard that question? Yeah, many, many times. And um, it's a question I have asked myself in the past as well. You know, I've been struggling with this for a while. And I think the word addiction has been something hard for me to swallow in the past. Where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I'm not addicted. I just, I don't want to be doing this it's just a bad habit or whatever and that word always just I felt like it was like such a heavy word or such a heavy idea that I could be addicted to something and um, that's one thing I wanted to share is that I feel like owning up to the fact that it is a whatever you want to call it addiction a bad habit a problem the fact is it's it's not serving you and it's something that you keep going back to but owning up to the fact that you are experiencing an addiction is actually a freeing concept where um, before I felt like it was, like I said, it was going to be trapping me or putting me in a certain box. But really, you're the only one that's going to put limits on yourself. Yeah, I remember like it was, I can't remember exactly how long into like talking about this and trying to deal with this, but there were many times like, well, let's not, I'm not addicted. It's not that big of a problem. I just need to stop. Right. And like, I could tell a difference when you really actually owned up to it. Like, no, I'm addicted to this. Or like, this is bigger than just me. Totally. Yeah, it is a freeing concept. Just being able to say, this is what I am experiencing. I'm experiencing addiction. It's not me. That's, I am not defined by being an addict, but it is definitely something that has a power of its own that's in my life. So... Yeah, but I get that question asked, and that's something, like I said, I've asked myself. So let's talk a little bit about what addiction is and what a pornography addiction is and what that kind of entails, at least from my experience. Um, It's something that I'm excited about sharing. I'm actually really happy that Candace had me on the show, and I'm excited to do this together. This is something that we want to do together is to shed light on this, and I'm obviously still experiencing my own healing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, addiction... I mean, you can look up the word in the dictionary. It talks about having, um, you know, compulsive, um, repeated habit to something, something uh, whether it's substance or an action, um, and that that brings negative results in your life. It, it could be virtually anything. Yeah, know? that's where I like. People are constantly trying to fight me on this like you're. It's impossible to get in- addicted to this. I'm like, you can literally get addicted to anything. It's like. I have been at times addicted to soda. I've been addicted to social media. Yeah. How could you not get addicted to something sexually related? Yeah. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I know. I think it's honestly kind of funny. It's like I said, you can call it whatever you want. But yeah, for me, it's been something that I have continuously gone back to and used as a coping mechanism in my life where where I am stressed out. It's the thing that I would go do to cope and maybe it started out when I was 12 or 13 years old as something that was more of a curiosity or maybe it was, you know, horniness 
or whatever is kind of how it might have started, but that's definitely not how it kept going in my life. It wasn't always, oh, I'm just horny. It actually was a way of dealing with my emotions, a way of numbing out in my life, um, or just kind of the first thing I would choose to do when I'd be alone and became more important than other things in my life. And that's how I really learned that, hey, this is an addiction. This is something that I feel like I have to do and I can't stop or I keep telling myself oh this is the last time so many times in my addiction so what are some ways that people can understand that this is growing into a deeper problem um I think if you if you are consistently returning to pornography you know whether you agree with it or not then that could be an indicator, you know, whether that's, even if that's weekly or even monthly, if it's something that you you continuously feel you have the need to go back to, that's a good indicator that it is an addiction mm-hmm. or a problem, some bad habit that you're experiencing. Um, I think doing it when it's against your values, so at all, because it's something that's been, it is against my values. I don't see anything good or redemptive in pornography, personally. And so the fact that I would keep doing it, even when I felt that way, was an indicator to me that, hey, there's there's a problem here. Um, I think if you're using it as a way to numb out, you know, as a way to just help alleviate any kind of stress in your life, that's an indicator. Or even I found in my life as a way to lift you up or celebrate or even reward yourself. You kind of just like, oh, like that's something that I do. That's a good way to go, you know, just have entertainment um if it's the if it's the way that you fulfill your sexual needs you know if it, if that's the way that you experience your intimacy so in me and my marriage like I obviously had opportunities to be intimate with my wife and when I was single I didn't have that same opportunity um but I felt like I was still experiencing pornography and sexual relationship with myself and with the screen when I could have been like dating other people or meeting other people or obviously in my marriage, you know, having intimacy with my wife. And so that became my main source of intimacy. I think, you know, if you have to think about it when you're, when you are intimate with somebody else, like when, with, when Candace, when you and I are intimate and I feel like I need to think about it in order to climax, that's an indicator that there's a problem that Mm -hmm. I am experiencing addiction. Um, you know, I think if you have alone time and it's your first thought, that's an indicator. You know, ask yourself, could you go a month without viewing it? Could you go a week? You know, honestly, could you do that? Um, and if you can't, then that's another sign that you're probably experiencing some kind of addiction. Um, I think if you ever have the thought, after this time, I'm done, or I just need to get this out of my system, or never again... These are all very self-elusive thoughts. They're they're lies that you tell yourself that you believe in the moment. Okay, so I'll speak for myself. I've believed in the moment and really felt, no, I'm totally done with it. But I've said that so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, another way is if you start making it a secret, it became a secret in my life. Um, I began engaging with it during times when I had other responsibilities, such as working, watching my kids, even driving or shopping or homework, you know, that that would be something that would distract me and I felt like I needed to do that. Um, or other important areas in my life were being neglected, such as like physical exercise. You know, 
my personal interests or hobbies, time, time with friends, anything that was really important, my creativity, you know, healthy eating habits, spirituality, like a lot of these things in my life, these areas that are, are important to me would be suffering, but this would never suffer. I mean, mm-hmm. I would always find time to do this. Yeah, a little long-winded, but I feel like those are some ways that I felt that were indicators in my life that, hey, there is an actual addiction here to pornography, yeah, to masturbation. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's it's really helpful for people to hear those things and really self-reflect and also for the spouse to hear and see that, okay, there are some deeper reasons than oh, my husband's just horny and chooses to do that. That's really helped me to understand you better, to know, like, okay, there are some bigger reasons and things going on here. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because, really, when we're talking about this, like, there is, there absolutely is this addiction. This is a real thing in my life that I've experienced. But the thing that people need to realize is that this is not the core issue, that there is something much deeper and this is the way that it's manifesting. So a lot of counselors and, and programs and stuff will focus on fixing the problem, fixing the habit. And really, it is a symptom. It's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, a stuffy nose is a symptom of having a cold. And really, I have anxiety. And really, I have loneliness or these self-limiting beliefs, this fear of being a failure or you know, depression and and other things that are going on inside me that are core issues. And this is the way that it's manifesting in my life. And this is the way that I have been coping with it. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned in rehab was learning that, that, that there are deeper things and how to actually heal those and then allow this to have its own healing at the same time. So I think that that's super important for people to realize that it's deeper than just an addiction to lust. Yeah, how have you noticed, like, this is, rehab was, like, your first time really digging deep into your core issues. Like, how has that been this time around not viewing porn? Like, Yeah, um, well, I realized that I'm, I'm not turning to pornography, finally, in my life. It's been months, and I'm finally not doing that. I'm, I'm choosing, I'm realizing that I have the power of choice which is amazing. That's been restored to me. You know, when you're deep in your addiction, sometimes you feel like you don't have the choice and you put yourself in situations where you almost pretty much don't have the choice, but to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that is definitely something I'm have I have a handle on now. Um, but I'm realizing that, Hey, I still have anxieties. I still have depression. I still have things I need to work on. And so sometimes I realize, Hey, this is a moment where I would normally go act out and I can recognize that now. This is a moment where I would go isolate myself, get on my phone, you know, touch myself, stuff like that, because that's Mm -hmm. the way that I can control. That's something I can control. It's a way that I can release these feel-good chemicals in my brain. And so I realized that, hey, I'm not completely fixed or healed or, you know, um, that I still have work to do, that I still need to keep myself healthy and do my meditation and my therapy and all these good, wonderful things, because even though pornography is not the picture, it's still... It's, there's still deeper things going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's good that you asked that too because oftentimes I thought that sobriety was recovery. And it's it's really not. I've Before rehab, I had gone periods of time where I went, you know, a couple months without viewing pornography. Even. Yeah, there was a time where six months went by. Yeah, 
And during that time, I still went to masturbation. So I won't say it was six months totally free of the of the drug because that to me is it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh my gosh. I think that um, I did go times, but it was more of like white knuckling it. And really, you're still just like you're struggling and having a hard time. So even though there are periods of time where you're abstinent from it, um, it's not necessarily true recovery or healing. It mm-hmm. is important, but it's it's equally as important to to get the help that you need, mm-hmm. the healing that you actually need through therapy, through meditation. In our day to day, when you when anyone mentions pornography, it's automatically like, well, yeah, everybody does it, or like as a spouse talking about the pain, people automatically defend the addict and make mm-hmm. you feel stupid for caring. Right. So, like, what is the problem with it? Yeah. Well, that's a great question because I think that there is this, you know, stigma in our society of like, oh, like, it's don't shame the person who views pornography. And I think that it does come from, like, a good place. I don't think – I don't believe in shame. And I mm-hmm. think definitely in, you know, maybe more historically there was more of shame with our parents, you know, or maybe our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is, is something that kids will experience, you know, we will experience, you know, developing and masturbation and viewing pornography. Like, yeah, it's something that you shouldn't be like mad at your kid. Oh, what, how could you do that? Kind of like, that's not really helpful, but then it's also not helpful to be like, Hey, it's normal. Like let's, everyone does it. Now we're justifying. Yes, exactly. So many men comment on my stuff on Instagram and they're just saying like, let your man jag off everybody does it this is just what guys do we're sexual creatures like sex is sex like that's our own personal thing so it's like what do you think about that yeah well my personal thought is that we're cheapening ourselves when we just look at it like that just like oh it's just you masturbate you you view pornography it's just what you do you know and i think that it comes from a spiritual place honestly i think that we are more than just these animals that are just you know, out, even even animals don't just have sex for sex. Like, they actually do so to procreate. And so I think that it comes down to what intimacy really is, what the purpose of it is. And it's to bond with your mate. It's to obviously procreate and that sort of thing. So we are misusing and abusing this God-given power, to be honest. And, you know, it comes down to that of lust. It comes down to, you know... What is the driving force behind it now? It's a natural thing. Yes, sex is a natural need that we have. But then when it serves a totally different purpose now, that it's just this selfish way of getting off and it's like compulsively gets worse, you have to get deeper and deeper into it. It's not really serving the natural purpose that it was meant to serve anyways. So um, yeah, I guess that's my thought on that. Yeah, that's good. Christ said not to lust after women. I know that there are people who aren't Christian, and I, I had some friends who were in the rehab center with me that were not Christian. But it comes down to just spirituality and just realizing that we are human beings. And when we objectify people, we're not looking at them as who they are, which are people. And when I'm in that lust mindset and addicted to pornography, even when I'm having sex with my wife, it's like I'm not really having sex to really be intimate with her and connect with her emotionally in a loving way. And now it's just a means to an end. She becomes an object. Mm-hmm. You know, she becomes something that's even in the way of me getting my fix. Now it's about a drug. It's about me. 
And so intimacy, the true purpose of it is connection and love. And this just thwarts it. This is just a way that just makes it totally twisted and corrupt. I don't agree with the pornography industry at all. I think it's evil. I think that, you know, it's not a, it's not a good thing to do. It, it like twists your mind and thinking what intimacy is like and we have you know without getting tmi here we've experienced you know intimacy with you being super in the addiction Mm -hmm. and you not and there is a huge difference oh yeah it's way more satisfying at least in my experience it's been way more satisfying when i'm not having to think about an image to get off that i am connecting with you and that took a lot of time and it took rehab for me Mm -hmm. it took time just not even being sexual at all to to um detox myself but yes i mean being able to be present i think that's what it is intimacy is being able to be open with your partner you see each other as you are and you're open and you receive each other and you love each other and you are present with each other um when i'm getting off to an image i'm not with you when i am sexually with you and i'm in my head i'm not present with you and so, of course, there's nothing wrong with having excitement, sexuality in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's all. There's a place for all that. But when that becomes like the purpose, then it's a problem. And um, so I think this kind of is a good segue explaining how, how again, how you can kind of know that you're experiencing addiction. Um, a big aspect of addiction in general is um, your tolerance towards it. It's something where you the more you do it, the more intense it needs to be in order for you to get off and to get that high, basically. It's the same thing with, like, drugs, right? You have to, like, I've never experienced a drug addiction, but I imagine you'd have to have higher and higher dosages of it in order to get the same results. That that's, So for pornography, it started with maybe just masturbation as a kid, and then it became fantasizing and then viewing images and how amazingly exciting that was and really just relieving of stress and just like this experience but that kind of fades after a little while then these images like you need to see new images and then it comes down to you got to see videos so it's like it came to a point it's like there was no way i would just view an image or even a few images it had to be a video videos of people and then it turned into hardcore pornography people actually having sex and doing sexual things where it's like deeper and deeper you had i had to experience a a deeper more erotic form of pornography in order to have this result thank you for sharing all that That that's really good so why do you want to share this why are you sharing this information with everyone (laughs) well for one i'm really glad that you have this passion and desire to share candace and it's giving me the opportunity to actually get on here and talk about this But personally, I have experienced this addiction in my life for so many years that I felt that it would never go away. And I felt trapped, like I did not know how to get out of it. And I'm finally experiencing freedom and healing. And it is the biggest miracle in my life. Let me tell you, that just gives me motivation to share with others. I know there are so many out there who are struggling with this. And it is a real struggle. It is so gripping, the chains of pornography addiction, that I want to be able to help. I want to be able to be a resource 
to somebody out there who does not know where else to turn. I'm also not perfect. And I realize that I'm human. And doing stuff like this and talking about it and shedding light on this is the complete opposite of what I've been doing, which is keeping it a secret. The addict loves secrecy. And having that secret place is always a place I could go back to. And so now that I'm opening up and just like, hey, most people don't talk about the fact that they view pornography openly. I don't have any shame talking about it because I'm like, I'm human. This is what I'm experiencing. And the more I talk about it and open up about it, the more power I have over it. Mm -hmm. So I hope to be a source of strength to those out there who can hopefully find the courage also to open up, to share, to reach out to somebody that is the, the first step in finding your healing is connection, reaching out to somebody. So that's why I'm here. And I'm super excited to keep this going with you. Thank you. Getting a little teary over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think of um, the last comment I saw on one of my Instagram posts was someone said that it was embar- an embarrassment to our marriage to talk about this. And it kind of got to me for a second. And then I realized... You know, as you were talking just now, like how much joy it brings me to be able to use this platform to connect with others, to help people not feel so trapped and have this little community and help each other and like in a non-shameful way where we can just build each other up and grow. It's just totally, you know, shout out to that rude person, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, like we don't have to resort to secrecy and hiding And we don't have to resort to saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a normal thing that everybody does. That's not the antidote to shaming people, Mm -hmm. right? And we don't have to hate the person who is struggling with pornography. They are not a bad person. And the wife or the support person of that individual who's struggling with pornography, if they have hurt feelings and they're experiencing trauma, we don't have to think, oh, it's you don't have to shame them either and say, oh, it's no big deal. Like you shouldn't feel that way. The fact is, if you're experiencing feelings, emotions, you absolutely should be feeling those mm-hmm. because that's that's what you're experiencing. There is no should. Um, but yes, I think that the best way around all this is just to open up mm-hmm. and be able to talk about this is difficult. This is hard. You know, it's hard yeah. to be struggling with pornography. It's hard to be the spouse of somebody who's struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we realize is not serving us at all and there is a way out there is a way to heal and you are more than pornography and we are all better than this so we can actually beat this together let's do it (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time